Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Good news, everyone. Nicole and Rolando are finally doing Futurama. How was that? Is that finally? (laughs) For me, it is. Yeah, you're a fan of this show. Okay. I am a fan of this show. Spoiler alert, maybe. Uh, I don't know. The way you said that, I already have problems with it. Because today we're talking about Futurama, one of the greatest yeah. shows of all time. Uh, that's a bold statement, I think. Of all time. Yeah. I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast. About... On originality. So, before we get into one of the greatest shows of all time, like I said in the cold open, is there any news that you've read about that you wanted to share? I just want to say thank you to anyone who came out to the Queers, Cheers Queers, a trivia night hosted by me and Nicole yes, uh, at Corgi's. Also give a big shout out to Corgi Distiller, Corgi Spirits and Distillery, and also the Hudson Pride Center for helping us put together the event. Uh, we could not have done it without them and without, you know, the people who showed up. So if you're listening, if you're a new listener because of the event, uh, thank you for being there. Thank you for joining us now. And I think that would be the summation of my news. Yeah, that's well said. It was a really fun night. Um, we had like seven, eight teams, I think. I think eight teams. And everyone did really well. You know, we only messed up a couple times, but everyone was really patient and understanding with our really general questions that we did only slightly mess up with, if you're getting technical. But yes, thank you. And uh, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait for us to do it again or have some sort of other event in the area. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, news-wise, I think the only thing is that it's National Cinema Day this weekend, which is going to be August 27th, where all movies are going to be $4. Rolando, are you going to go to the theater? Probably not. There's nothing you want to see? Uh, maybe Blue Beetle, but I don't know. I'm surprised you haven't seen that already. Uh, I had a busy weekend. Well, yeah. Busy, busy. Winning $600 in Atlantic City. $680 to be exact. Did you get any tax? Like, did you have to get rid of some of that money for taxes or you get all of that? I got all of it. Okay, maybe it's $1,000 that then they start taxing you. Maybe. I don't know. Great question. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm not a big gambler, so I I wouldn't know. Well... I'm sure all of that's just going straight to bills, but congratulations. No, it's not. It's going to, I put it away because I'm putting it for uh, all the fun stuff I want to do in New Orleans in a couple of weekends. You're going to New Orleans again? Yeah. Did I tell you this? No. Oh, yeah. Eddie and I were going to New Orleans. We're going back to Southern Decadence again. Very fun. Oh, a yearly thing. How how cute. Oh, it's our second annual time we were going together. I yeah. might cap it at this time and just be like, all right, let's go to other things. Yeah. But it's a fun thing. And, you know, the fun thing about the city is just like there's so much to enjoy in terms of like food and drink. So, so much. Uh, I mean, I've never I've been there but, a few yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. 
you keep mentioning. Do you want an invite or something? I'm I just saying, I've never this, been. This is no, no, this is you guys. Homosexuality men. Yeah, you no, know? no. And you know I'm how okay. they are when they see boobs they that get aren't on a drag queen. Piss. They really, they get so pissed. <laughs> you don't want them on your the, bad side. I was at the Eagle this one time, and like they were like just straight with it, just there. It's just like yeah, uh, like they why don't would belong you put yourself there. in that situation? They don't they belong don't. there. No, <laughs> they don't. Yeah, which is so funny because, like, I see so many men in lesbian bars, you know, the few that we have. So it's kind of like, wow, y'all are getting uptight, even though every single gay place is yours. Gay Got men it. at lesbian bars? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't do that either. Just Yeah, don't do that, guys. Don't. I mean, it's I whatever. We're welcoming to everybody, but still. I don't know. I can't imagine the vibe is right for the gay man, the average gay man at a lesbian bar. I assume there's a lot of flannel. I, yeah, they definitely are like, you know, it's like Halloween for them. So maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. I'd taking say so. notes on how to taking notes on how to be mask. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Take a lesson from a mask lesbian. But all right, so let's get straight into this week's episode. One of the greatest shows of all time. Nay, I say it again, truly. Um, I'm a huge fan of Futurama, if you haven't figured that out out already. Rolando, mm-hmm. where are you on this? classic I, animated show i uh, i fairweather fan i'm not like i never followed the show religiously uh i think i never saw it week to week i never it wasn't like one of my favorite shows or go-to animated shows in general mm. uh when it got canceled i was just like oh that show was still on the air i didn't even know and then it got canceled which again. time i was gonna say which time yeah. <laughs> to which my response was just like who the hell decided to pick that show up again and now here we are. I think this is the third time, or is this the fourth? I believe officially maybe the third time. Okay. But uh, and I never liked I never liked the Futurama movies either that happened in between the cancellations. Yeah, well, they, then they turned those into episodes. Like they right. kind of broke them up and turned them into seasons and stuff. Um, and I was never, I wasn't a big fan of those. Like the Beast with a Thousand Backs, I thought was not a good. Yeah. Film. I'm definitely a fan of the original series, first and foremost, even though I do think that there's some great storylines and some great moments past the first five seasons. But mm-hmm. a little bit of some history about this show. This show originally debuted in 1999, right at the turn of the millennium uh, mm-hmm. in March of 1999. And it's about a guy named Philip J. Fry, who's just kind of like this lost 20th century kid who's a pizza delivery boy unhappy with his life just got broken up with his girlfriend doesn't really have much going on and while he's making a delivery on new year's eve of 1999 into the new millennium he delivers to like a chirogenics lab and he accidentally falls into one of those things that you know will like preserve you and he gets preserved for a thousand years and he wakes up Mm -hmm. into the future into the year 3000 and it's wow. just a perfect allegory. Any commentary that they wanted to make about the early 21st century, mm-hmm. they used in Futurama and they use it as an allegory for a thousand years later, which is also one of the best parts of the show. So the show premiered in 1999, right? So yeah. I'm assuming during the 99, 2000 season. Yes. Right. Okay. So do you want to know, Do I want to give you a quiz since you always quiz me, like what are some of the top 10 shows, highest rated programs of that year? Okay, I'm going to guess uh, Friends. Friends is number five. How about Allie McBeal? Allie McBeal does not show up on this list. 
Okay. Now, if I remember correctly, Ally McBeal was on Fox, and by 1999, I don't think Fox had reached, like, it was still considered a kind of like uh, one of the lesser networks. Got it. Okay. Does NBC dominate this list? No. Actually, the top three shows, they're the same show, though, just different days of the week, uh, is King, ABC. T- American Idol? No. American Idol was Fox. Uh, well, I oh. wasn't even out yet, I don't think, and it was Fox. Same show, in different days of the week. NBC would be the next big block then. Like, ABC has number four, five, and six. Now, are we talking about, like, nighttime programming, or this is, like, every This would slot? be usually primetime. Primetime, got it. Okay. So that's when you had the most eyes, even in the, nine, in the late 90s, early 1000s. Um, America's Funniest Home Video? No, that I don't think that's ever, like, cracked, like, the top... 30 gosh abc uh yeah. i don't know csi or blue bloods or or one of those no. shows all those are like newer shows now it would be who wants to be a millionaire tuesday thursday wow. and sunday those that show straight up murdered at these uh at these rating skills for everything else <laughs> but not counting that show like what would you say you you said friends uh you know that would be friends number, will and grace number five uh, nope, i don't think will and grace is on this list either no got it frazier I'm... Frasier is followed uh, right after Friends. Okay. I grew up watching. My mom was a strict NBC watcher, so I'm very familiar with the NBC slates. Um, Like ER. Yes, that is number four. Wow, that look at that. Yep. The one right after the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's great. Uh, that's a, a, you know, we could tap it off there because uh, some of the other ones are like, you know, M- Monday Night Football, 60 Minutes, which I didn't know. That's number eight. Wow. The practice. I've never seen the practice. Uh, yeah, me neither. Touched by an angel. Number wow. 10. Wow. Forgot Isn't about that, that show. Didn't uh, that get Order. revived? No. I've been waiting for a revival because I would want to cover it. Yeah. But not, that not show yet. Is, I think, is all sorts of silly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it appeals to a certain demographic. Yes, uh, yes. Then you have Law and Order, Everella's Raymond, some show named Jesse. I don't, don't know, know that, what. yeah. Sorry, starring Christina Applegate and stuff. So, yeah. So, okay. uh, interesting year of TV. I mean, you know, I love Friends and Frasier still. Like, I could rewatch those. Everybody loves Raymond also. I'm yeah, Frasier's great. Of, so. I don't like Everybody Loves Raymond. But, yeah. No? Why? It just doesn't, it's not, I don't find it charming. It's not for me. Oh, I, I mean, I love like Marie and uh, and the uh, Deb, like their entire feud. Frank is great. He's the only one who didn't win an Emmy out oh. of the entire cast. Which one's that? The dad. The dad, yeah, mm. Frank Boyle. Yeah, that's rough. Anyway, back to Futurama. Um, so he gets chirogenically preserved for a thousand years, revived in the year three thousand, and the whole first episode is great because like he's brought into the future and he's going to be implanted his like occupational chip because everyone's kind of predetermined what Mm -hmm. their roles in society are and his is that he's going to be a delivery boy and he's like i escaped the past to like have a better life and now i'm like doomed for this life like no thanks kind of goes on the run befriends a robot named bender um the woman who's chasing him at the this employment office that she's Mm -hmm. trying to chip him is the one-eyed leela who then actually ends up becoming one of the other people in the show, primary characters. He finds his long lost, or not long lost, his great, 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 great nephew, who just so happens to be Professor Farnsworth, and he's an evil scientist. Evil. 
I think he's more like misunderstood. Yeah, well, there are some moments where he's straight up kind of like ill intentioned, mm-hmm. but and the people who work for him, which is Hermes, uh his his bureaucratic uh tax whatever guy. Like the accountant. The accountant, there you go. The intern, Amy, who's super rich, and Dr. Zoidberg, who is a lobster creature who is also a doctor who doesn't know what he's doing. What's his role? He's the doctor. Just yeah. well, why does the delivery service need a doctor? <laughs> I guess because it's very dangerous work. Now that's uh-huh. the joke at the end of the series when he finds out that, you know, Professor Friends was like, come work for me. He's like, what am I gonna be? He's like a delivery boy. And Fright isn't processing. He's like, awesome. So he's always just destined to be a delivery boy. Mm-hmm. And the show's pretty much a, this episodic show about all of the adventures that this little ragtag team of people have in the year 3000. But again, 3000 mirrored very <laughs> accurately for what was happening in the early 21st century. Right. Are there any episodes that you can think of that you think did like a really good social commentary? Because that's one of the things that they did really well. I don't know if they did a good social commentary, but it was a really good episode that I, always comes to mind. Which one? Jurassic Bark. Okay, wait, hold off on that one. Let's do the social commentary episodes for it because that's a different type of episode that Futurama also does very well, which is the emotional uh, episodes. Sure. So I'm trying to think of a social commentary episode. Nothing in particular comes to mind because... Yeah. So one of my favorite episodes is from season three called I Dated a Robot where Fry buys a robot of Lucy Liu and dates her. And okay. he like forms this whole relationship with her and he gets like so sucked in. And there's like this whole like educational video that they have for teenagers where it's like, oh, it's really harmful and dangerous for you to fall in love with a robot because they're not real and they can ruin your lives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing was actually an allegory for Napster. But Napster? It's, yeah, Napster. If you remember Napster, like how you shouldn't like download someone's likeness, in this case, their music. And how that's like not good. And like Lucy Lou's like, oh, don't use my likeness for this type of, you know, work. That's not fair to me and all this stuff. But it's so funny because now with Napster mm-hmm. being so far in the distance and also like AI kind of <laughs> being where it is, the episode reads really differently and even more like closer to home with like the intention of the episode, which is kind of like don't use people's likeness for like your own profit like it's like now you can actually like put people in movies or like generate dead people which is really yeah. intriguing and kind of scary which is, which is what the actors guild is is currently striking about yeah striking i guess yeah yeah so it's it's crazy how some of them have actually aged better in time um and of course they do so many episodes where they make fun of really popular media properties like when Fry visits the Slurm factory, it's very much like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And he finds Which out- Which one is that one? Slurm is the one, is that the one owned the, by Granny? No, that's the drink that he loves. And he finds out that it's actually uh, like all like- okay, got it, got it. The, the pus of a giant worm. Uh-huh. Slurms. Okay. The, the giant Granny, you mean mom? So in that's the- his, yeah, yeah, the Granny who, the conglomerate. Yes. Yeah, in the future, everything's owned by one conglomerate named Mom. And she presents herself as, like, the mom of everyone. And she's a sweet lady. But she, in reality, she's just, like, this cunning, evil woman. Uh, um, You call her evil. Again, I would say misunderstood. She's just doing what capitalists do, which is exploit the working man, exploit the environment, <laughs> exploit I guess that's not anything. evil. Exploiting people is not I evil. Mean, it... 
it's like it's evil sure like from a moralistic point of view but when you really think about like the society that we live in like that's kind of what's praised you know what i mean like unfortunately yeah which i don't agree with like i think yeah i think wholeheartedly like yeah no uh absolutely deplorable things that she does you know specifically trying to like rip off this poor man from like the last can of anchovies anchovies Anchovies. Mm -hmm. and and you know like I think she like makes makes him like go broke basically, right? Yeah, she steals his fortune so that he has to sell her the anchovies, and then when she realizes that he doesn't want to sell them for profit, that he it, wants it, to eat them, she just lets it, him be, and and then he's lost his fortune, which is pretty yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty pretty <laughs> diabolical, but yeah. And also, uh, some like, capitalists would say heroic. When talking about capitalists, too, they just make such great commentaries about like how capitalism is just totally being taken over. Like by the year three thousand, we've put a theme park on the moon. Mm-hmm. By the year three thousand, not only have we conquered Mars, but we have ranches out there, and we have Mars University out there. Mm-hmm. It says a lot of like stuff also about how we're destroying our Earth in the future. They don't live in New York; they live in New New York which is built on top of old New York. Mm-hmm. And old New York is so decrepit and such a wasteland that mutants live there because of the amount of toxic waste that we have produced. There's this whole episode too about garbage and how people in the 20th century produced we so much waste. Space. Yeah, that we put a big giant <laughs> trash ball yeah, into yeah, space. Yeah. I remember. And then it comes back and, and it's it comes like back, about to yeah. kill us. <laughs> so just like great commentary overall. And then like as Rolando foreshadowed, the show surprisingly some of has some of the most touching episodes of a television show I've ever seen. At its core, there's this love story where Philip J. Fry, Fry, he's in love with Leela, and he tries so desperately throughout most of the original series, at least, to win her affections. And it's really, yeah. really sweet and touching. Is it? I think so. I think Parasites Lost, that episode in um, season three, when Which he... Which was that one? Was that the one where he can play like that instrument at the end? Yes, where he gets the parasites. Yeah, and, and like, it makes him smart, smarter and all this stuff. Her. Yeah, but then he sacrifices these parasites so that he can know whether or not she loves him for him. And when she doesn't, he's like determined to be who he, who she thinks he is, and who he really is. But he just doesn't have like it within him yet to be. And he just like starts trying to play that thing, and it, like the motivation is her. It's super sweet. Is I don't know if it's super sweet. I think Pathetic, it's super maybe. sweet. No, it's not. I don't know if it's super sweet. Because here's the thing. With this relationship, I just never understood, like, the will they, won't they kind of aspect of this of these two. I just never bought into it. I don't know if I bought into Leela ever being with Fry by the end. And they were supposed to be... And they were kind of the end game of the series. Yeah. I think the actual second run of the series i saw this finale ends in a love story right like they're like they live out their life in eternity and are able to kind of like relive it one more time yeah Uh uh-huh to stop the time from like being frozen or something which i thought was just like but i don't know i just don't think that i don't think leela ever would have had the patience for fry's stupidity but in that's the life. thing, like, yeah, Fry is a bit immature and he's like a bit dim-witted, but he's so good-natured and he's like gone out of his way multiple times to like, he's sacrificed himself for her. He moved the stars for her. Like he's done an insane amount of stuff out of love for her. Like he's 
so good hearted and good natured. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like when she wants to change and get surgery for, to get two eyes instead of one, he's the only one that tells her she's perfect the way she is. Like he appreciates her, her for choice. who she is. It is her she, choice. She should be able to get that surgery and have two eyes if she should so want. Which she does. But then she realizes that like everyone had a problem who she used to be and who she used to be. There was nothing but. wrong with. And that was like the thing, like everyone was encouraging her to do it because she'd be f finally normal. And he, could you really love someone with one eye? I've never met anyone with one eye, but if, yeah, if someone had like an eye patch on them, I could totally love them. Wow. You're shallow, sir. <laughs> oh yeah. It's so shallow. I'm like one of the most shallow people I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just, and that I think is enough for me to at least fall in love with someone like, wow, your heart is, is there. You're such a good person. You care. That to me is more than other things. I think she should so. have ended up with Zach Brannigan. You're terrible. <laughs> so I'm, Zach... yeah, obviously, I'm, obviously, I'm like, yeah, I'm you're like definitely joking. Yeah, your leg on that one. No, uh, but I do love Zach Brannigan. He is like one of the best characters of this series. Oh yeah, Zach Brannigan, who's kind of like Earth's commander of right, kind of like of a like Star Trek Starfleet. Enterprise yes, thing in space. Exactly. And he's an idiot. He's full of shit. He's self-assured. So during the pandemic, the actor, Billy West, who does the voice for Fry, and he does the voice for Professor Farnsworth, he also does it for Zap Brannigan, he went on Twitter and took all these Trump quotes yeah, and all the said Trump them tweets. in Zap Brannigan's voice. They were hilarious. They were so funny. And it's crazy because it's like, wow, is it the writing? Is it the voice? Is it... <laughs> it's, it's, just... <laughs> it's definitely both. Um yeah, it's just Zach Brannigan's def Zeb Brannigan. He's definitely one of my favorite characters because he's such a tool. And who doesn't love to laugh at a tool? Yeah, no, I agree. Zach Brannigan is a is a good, good character. A fun character. Now, outside yeah. of the the love story, there's other sweet episodes like when his brother, when he wants to get the lucky like five leaf clover or something from like his old house in old New York. Yeah, the one they, the one with his they end brother up on the moon or something, right? Like at the like so it. it he sees that like there's cemetery? like this shrine to his brother. He's like, oh my God, he stole my name. He called himself Philip J. Fry and he was the first person <laughs> on Mars and he has my lucky clover. That's like it. he's yeah. a fraud. But then what he, he comes to realize is that he actually named his son after his brother. Uh, um, very sweet episode. The Taranga Leela episode when we find out, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know this, turn it off now. She's not an alien. The first three seasons, we believe that she's an alien. And that right. she was abandoned. She, was, in fact, was a mutant. And that right. her parents have been watching yeah. her from beneath this whole time. Again, a great episode. And, of course, Jurassic fucking Bark. One of the yeah. saddest episodes of any show. Just the ending is what makes it sad, I think. Yeah. Well, t all right. So talk about it. Well, all right. So the sh uh, they discover, like, a fossilized dog in front of, like, Fry's old pizza shop. And so basically it's him debating whether or not he wants to bring this dog back to life using Dr. Farnsworth's technology. And he comes to find out that this dog, when he had left them, he was like a young dog. Mm -hmm. But by the time this dog died, he was old. And so he just assumes this dog lived a whole life without me and stuff. I don't want to bring him back and like not he's not going to know who I am. But then we see this flashback that tells us what his life was and it was just waiting for fright, which I think was... So depressing. It's obvious. It's like that movie Hachi, I think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know that uh, movie. I've never seen it, but. It's, yeah, it's like, but it's so, but that sequence is so, so sad. Yeah. He dies waiting for Fry and stuff. So, like, it's a bitter, bittersweet ending and stuff. 
Yeah, it's like unfairly sad. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. just Futurama attacking us. Um, but also like true and animals are just kind of those <laughs> insanely devoted creatures who will, if they love you, will stick by your side forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, surprising moments from uh, this show in terms of like the emotional power that it makes you feel. And sometimes, you know, the fact that it can go into space and do all these things, it does some really, it says some really profound stuff. Other times it does some ridiculous stuff, like the Roswell episode, when they go back uh, unknowingly to Roswell, New Mexico, and they find out that Zoidberg was the alien that people saw. Their ship was like the ship they saw. But then then not only that, Fry Fry is like his own (laughs) grandfather or something. That's right. Which is also why he's the way he is. But also Fry is really important in this world. He was always meant to go to the future. <laughs> and there's this whole episode there with Leela's pet, Nibbler, who explains that like because he went in the past, slept with his grandma and gave birth to his father, um, he has something unique about his brain. And so like he was always meant to go into the future in order to save the world when the brains would come and try and defeat them so and it's interesting too because they like show they like flashback to december 31st 1979 while he's sitting there nibbler kind of goes like and pushes him in and mm-hmm. if you look his shadow is actually the there pilot. in the pilot you episode see, so yeah. the way that everything ties together is just so clever the show is so clever you know who's a big fan of this show surprisingly and they have their own podcast about it is jinx monsoon i don't know if you know that oh i didn't know the jinx monsoon cast of this show yeah jinx monsoon has a whole hmm. podcast about it. So oh. too bad they couldn't come on our show, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. I mean, good job reaching out. I know, right? Yeah, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. I made assumptions. So um, I don't know if I care for Matt Groening animations in general. Yeah. So the thing is, is that this was created and developed by Matt Groening, who is the creator of The Simpsons. And yes. this... It's very similar. He also has a third show that was on Netflix called Disenchantment that I didn't really watch, but I know people like it. I do not care for it. Is it the animation style? No, I think it's the storytelling. That's insane. Because The Simpsons, I feel the same exact way about. I very much like his team of writers that he gets and the people who... I mean, this isn't good at one point. It was. And then it's not. No, Uh, yeah, well, now it's Zombie Simpsons, and it needs to die. Somebody needs to put a bullet in its head. But I don't know. It's funny. I don't think I ever have the urge to rewatch The Simpsons. I think I quote The Simpsons on a pretty daily basis, so I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, I know. I judge you for that all the time. I know. Uh, It's okay. Among the many other things you judge me for. (laughs) I would rather rewatch Futurama episodes. Over the Simpsons. Okay. I can Do see that. Do with that what you will. Yeah. I mean, first eight seasons of Simpsons, that's tough. But if you're talking about any other episode of Simpsons, then yeah, I'd rather watch Futurama. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Futurama's just up there. I, I would rather watch Futurama and the Simpsons before I'd watch, like, a rewatch Bob's Burgers. Oh, no, no. I think Bob's Burgers is by far the superior of completely like disagree fox animation shows i think that's a show nope. that's consistently had like a heart that like it doesn't the reason i like bob's burgers is because it doesn't need a vulgarity to it that like some of these shows kind of like use as a crutch and i actually think that it's a stronger i think it's a stronger show are out you of, meaning like, like how bender can be vulgar 
they could all be like a lot of the jokes can be like uh like you know like like kind of like tongue-in-cheek like adult humor where Bob's Burgers doesn't need to rely on that like it's kind of like it is genuinely like a very much a family show in an animation form like yeah sometimes they'll have like uh funny innuendos and stuff but for the most part it's like a very clean uh clean like family show yeah and stuff and I think it's like what's it called I think it's I it is by far like my favorite of the Fox comedy like animation shows. So I think it's the strongest one. So for you, one. it needs to be clean in order for it, it to, be to be funny. Clean. I think because they have put that limitation on themselves, uh-huh. and they're able to deliver like a consistently good season each year. That is what makes that show, I think, a superior show. Like they don't need to rely on like kind of gimmicks or something. That's hard they, though they because really those don't. are completely different metrics. And also, like I think Bob's Burgers in comparison to Simpsons, sure. But Futurama has a it's like a whole different ballgame within like the metrics that it's existing in. I mean sure, but any animation show would be you can make that argument for. Like what what are some of the other like Fox animation shows? Family like, Guy, uh, maybe. Family Guy, that's a great like garbage show. Oh uh, garbage. American Rick and Morty. Dad. How about Rick and Morty? Do you but watch that's that? That's not one of the Fox shows. But I maybe also not do Fox, like, but in but terms I of I also do like but I, I I would rather watch a Bob's Burger over Rick and Morty. I like Rick and Morty, but I would rather watch a Bob's Burgers over Rick and Morty. Not because it's like a not because it's like wholesome, but actually because I think the it feels I don't know. There's just like a feeling of like actual like they understand their characters, like they know who these characters are, all of them, like the cast, like the pre- predominant cast. They know Rick exactly Morty, who these characters are in Futurama too. In Rick and Morty, I'm talking about Rick and Morty though. In Rick okay. and Morty, we know who at least Rick is. Everyone else is kind of like malleable to whatever the writer needs them to be for those episodes. Or Got stuff. it. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know. I I, I think Bob's Burgers is the superior show. I I prefer. I would rather watch a Bob's Burgers over a Futurama. But Futurama is fine. Hey, this is all personal preference at the end of the day. So sure. Um, so the first five seasons were all on Fox, but then it became a Comedy Central show. So like. I think Fox ended up canceling it like halfway through. So there's only 16 episodes to season five and it kind of ends abruptly, even though it has that the devil has idle hands episode where Fry gives up his hand so he could play the holophoner and compose his opera for Leela. And and then the show just kind of abruptly ends after that. A couple years later, they actually, they make three direct to DVD. Remember those? Futurama movies and then they put them into seasons and that was around 2008-2009 those did so well that they revived the show on Comedy Central for two more seasons I believe is it three or four what do you I mean three Bender's or four? Big Score yeah The Beast with a Thousand Backs Billion Backs Bender's Game yeah and then Into the Wild Green Yonder oh so it's freaking four of them crazy yeah. and then six seven eight so yeah then they got revived by comedy central that lasted from 2010 to 2013 and now once again it has been revived by hulu in 2023 and it's so funny because they made all these jokes about like comedy central reviving them and shitting on fox when they got revived uh for comedy central they made those exact same jokes with hulu and every time futurama begins it says hulu rama but then it goes to futurama oh does it i didn't know yeah it's i don't know i don't know why that annoyed me so much but it just you gotta did. get the branding in there. Seriously, you, which is interesting, actually. Now in retrospect, because a Disney owns, I think they own Fox, like 
the channel now, Fox, right? And they have like the they do. So in theory, it's going back to Fox in a little bit, like by going back to Hulu. Yeah, like every, every, yeah. Everything that ends ends up streaming on Fox usually ends up on Hulu, if I remember correctly. No, absolutely, yeah. and that's and also I'm pretty sure part of that time uh, that that 20th Century Fox merger. Now, is Comedy Central? What are they owned by? Um, Paramount. Viacom, yeah. Viacom, okay, yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so far, there's about five episodes, I believe, released on the platform as of this recording. Oh, interesting. Okay, I saw four out of the five. Then okay. The first one is called The Impossible Stream. Then it Which is... I thought was so terrible. That was such a bad episode. And that's the one where Fry wants to binge watch. He wants to binge watch everything as a way to prove that he can do something. And so, but like he gets in a machine that makes him consume so much that like he'll die if it gets, like if he, if it stops mm-hmm. and then the show gets can't. It was like, it was just a, that episode was just terrible. Yeah. So. We're going to talk about the, my feelings overall on this Hulu one. The next episode is Children of a Lesser Bog, which honestly, I can't even remember what that one's That's about right now. That's the one where we finally get to see Kiffs and uh Oh, and yes, Amy's Amy. Kids. Yes, that's right. I agree. <laughs> I, I like that episode. That's right. Kiff being this alien creature who is Zap Brannigan's right-hand man, and he's like this poor, pitiful, very effeminate boy who Amy is you know in love with. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the shmishmar from and all these terms that I think are just... The the world building must have been so much fun. The third episode was How the West Was 101001, which is them taking a stab at Bitcoin. Also another one that was like kind of a garbage episode. And then Parasites... I feel like you might like that one more because it was Western. Uh, a little bit. And then Parasites Regained, which is a reference to the Parasites Lost episode in season three. And that's it them had... kind of making fun of Dune. It had potential. Yeah, and then episode five related to items you viewed, which is Momazon and taking a stab at Amazon and that kind of culture. So, is that, oh, so it's about mom? That's a mom-centric episode? Yeah, mom comes back for that one, Damn. yes. See, yeah. I should have. And I, everyone in this future Rama world hates mom, like before they were like blinded by mom, but like now it's like everyone hates her and doesn't believe in her and all this stuff, so it's making a but still buy her there. stuff right but they still buy her stuff yeah just like bezos like uh, we all know that he's a terrible human and being. that's exactly the commentary there yeah <laughs> they like literally say like oh their sweatshops are terrible but like i love their return policy yeah oh me too like yeah. let me tell you <laughs> so it's immediately coming in strong with like all the things that they've missed out on the 10 years streaming um bitcoin Dune, all the movies and stuff, and now Amazon. That's a Dune is like an interesting one to like come back to. Like Dune was it? Yeah, seriously, that much of a big hit. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it was. Like it wasn't like no one who's talking about Dune. No, absolutely. I mean, Dune was like a big movie, but not that big. So yeah. n- so far, I'm I'm not really enjoying these episodes. Unfortunately, uh, I and even like I told you, in the first five seasons, I think they're great. Some of the Comedy Central ones I like, some of them I don't. But this, and I was like, I'm probably going to feel this way about them so far. I don't really like any of them. Uh, yeah. A couple of laughs here and there, but that's it. And I don't know why this bothers me as much as it does, but Billy West's voice is just so old that it's distracting. Oh. Like he doesn't he sound like Fry anymore. You can't, I mean, that's, you can't. But it's you like, know. it's just not the same. And they didn't do any like adjustments to his voice. And he doesn't really sound like the like the professor sounds different. 
It's unbelievable that Katie Segal, who plays Leela. The professor does sound different. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, the professor does sound very different. Uh, uh, Katie Segal, who does Leela, sounds amazing. Even the girl because... who does Amy, she sounds great. Bender sounds normal. The Fry and a couple is of it... the other characters just... just... <laughs> But Fry was already, like, old when the show started, wasn't he? Yeah, but this is all supposed to be within, like, a five-year radius. I, I don't know. know but, but, like, still. but but it's, like, how long ago was the show canceled? From the last cancellation, 10 years. Okay, yeah, like, he was already, like, old. And yeah, Billy West, you know, like, to... he's famous for doing Doug. He's famous for doing the one of the yeah. M&Ms and those commercials. Give the, give the man a break. He's, uh, he's pretty famous, but uh, like... Because Katie Seagal is so pretty young. What, she's like maybe 50-something? That's... I think that's around where Billy is, though. I don't think Billy's no, that old. I feel Billy was 50-something when, like, the show started. No. How now we have to look old is up. Billy West? West, right? Yes. That's his name? That's yeah, his he's name. 71 years old. Holy shit, he's 71. Oh my God, Katie Seagal is 69 years old. Well, then there we go. Look at that. Wow. That's crazy. Good for Katie Seagal. She still looks fucking amazing. Yeah, no, she does. Like, and she, yeah, she you, sounds like, great. Yeah. And she's in the Roseanne, uh, uh, the Connors was. thing. She, I think she hasn't been on it anymore. for a while. Got it. Okay. I think she had like, uh, I think she recently had like a surgery that like kind of took her off the show for a little bit mm. in real life. Plus, her show got canceled that she was doing, where she was like a lawyer. Oh, got it. So I think she was Erin Brockovich. What? Really? Like it, it was like a show inspired by Erin Brockovich. Well, let's look that up. All I'm gonna On say ABC. is that as a person who really loves this show, it's very disappointing for me because I see that like there's a need in theory to bring back Futurama and like all the different commentaries that you could be making and stuff. But it just also doesn't kind of feel like this is that we need Futurama. How about that? I mean, yeah, I would agree. As a person who loves it, I'm kind of like, I think it was fine that it ended and we can mm-hmm. just kind of leave it alone because this is where now that you have the potential of ruining something. Mm-hmm. And to me, at least, Futurama's reputation is very much intact. It never got mm. ruined and never kind of jumped the shark too much. As mm-hmm. as we've spoken that term before, mm-hmm. and now it's like in that kind of territory where it's like, why can't we just let things die? So yeah, that's what I mean. That's a fair point. Like, why can't we just let things die? Which is the issue ultimately I had with the one about the Dune, like the, the the parasites. Yeah, because that one was your perfect. Like, you want to go for a gut like wrencher, like uh, like we did with uh, Jurassic Bark, mm-hmm. yeah, and Nibblers. Like, it was like all it was like Alzheimer's that he was going through. Yes, yeah. Let him get, let him go through the full dementia. Let him like be <laughs> unrecognizable for Leela and end it there. We didn't need the save the day at the end. I think it would have had a much more impactful punch that episode if we had just kept it with Nibbler not getting his uh, intelligence back. Yeah, I mean it, that would have definitely have been really really sad. I think it's just they're commenting on things that other people have already commented on and are kind of doing better in Uh, other platforms, not just TV show. And this is where now the age is starting to show for Futurama because this has existed in a world where like TikTok didn't exist. eh, That's fair. And I'm surprised that one, they haven't addressed TikTok in the show yet. But like, yeah, they had 20 episodes. 
yeah, they they have a lot that hasn't come out, and it's been coming out um, weekly. But I feel like I've seen better TikToks that talk about these things or make fun of these things than I have this episode, any of these episodes, which mm-hmm. is rough. You know, you kind of, but at the same time, you have that to compete with now. Right. So, like, how are you going to stand out or how are you going to be, like, worthy of people wanting to watch you with outside of your devoted fan base? Because mm-hmm. also, like, outside of the devoted fan base for Futurama, who is this for? We're all five of you. <laughs> yeah. Who is this for? I mean, that's a really good question. I don't know who this revival was for because I don't know. I didn't. I kind of I binged them all. Okay. And I was just like kind of left feeling cold and hollow. I'm just Ooh, like, kind of like after watching a Wes Anderson movie. Not the. Okay, maybe true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, but what the hell is the point? So, and it just it kind of sucks. Because uh, again, at once upon a time, it was able to provide such brilliant social commentary and kind of like even make you think about things. And now it's just kind of boring. I mean, boring for sure. So I was never, I already had those kind of negative feelings with Futurama because the movies were so bad. Right? Like I never, the movies were not good. Oh God. You can give me, and Nicole's giving me like a look being like, how could you say, like the movies were just not good. Uh-huh. And after the movies, I already kind of like when they kind of like were going to bring it back to Comedy Central. I think I like, you know, how like Comedy Central does this thing where they'll play the same show over and over again. Yes. So like usually and this is my MO. If I'm in a hotel room or something like it's either Law and Order SVU on TBS, <laughs> maybe feature. <laughs> wow. OK. OK. You know what I mean? Uh, and like I would catch some of the newer episodes and stuff there. And I always would be like, like what? Like this show. Isn't good. So I don't already. I by now, by the time this new revival dropped, I already had like these kind of like mediocre feelings for this show, Futurama. So I was curious, is like, why are they bringing this show back? Like, this show is, yeah, is it even good? Uh, which, yes, to your point though, if I think back to the original run of the show, yeah, you're right. The original run of the show was is solid. It's an enjoyable show, but because I think they packed on so much garbage at it. With all the movies and like the the, the, the Comedy Central yeah, revival, that yeah. just like for me, I already had like these negative feelings towards it. Okay. So like the the new revival being not good, actually, I'm, I'll say it, it's bad. It's not a good. It's not a good revival. Yeah, it's not uh, really good. It's for me, it's, it feels more like status quo of what I already think of this show. Eesh, yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite, where I'm like, there has some great stuff. They were able to end it beautifully. But- with the Comedy Central thing for those of us who enjoy Fry and Leela's relationship. Uh-huh. And and they actually give it an ending, like that episode, that season five abrupt ending. That wasn't an ending. So we got an ending. And now we're fair. just picking up where we left off, like yeah. not not ideal. But, you know, after doing this podcast uh-huh. for five years and just watching things that we've <laughs> felt all across the board for, you know, what actually makes something worth it? Like, what does it have to do? Because most of the time I'm like, oh, yeah, another property that's disappointed or that hasn't given me what I exactly wanted from the original. But what is it then that works? Do we, I mean, I'm throwing this question out at you and I'm throwing it at myself, but like, is there like a common thread of like, well, this is actually what you need to do in order for something to be successful. Make it its own thing. Make it so separate, almost like it's a a completely new film or a new Mm -hmm. piece. Mm -hmm. Perhaps like to the point where, even having the label on it is kind of unfair because it's so new. Mm-hmm. Or 
Is it regurgitating the original back at us just with slightly updated to 21st century or whatever it may be lenses? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't have an answer because I think ultimately it falls onto what the end product is. Of course, yeah. Because I'm, I think we've had examples where a show just regurgitates the same thing and then you'll be like, oh, I actually kind of liked it. But then you also have the examples where like they'll try something so far out of left field that you're kind of left like saying it's just like what were they thinking right yeah. so i don't think there is an exact i don't think there's like a it's not a science but i think in this instance i think the problem is that and I, you pointed it out the show is trying to make all these commentaries but those commentaries kind of already exist yeah because i think even 10 years ago the amount of content that people could just consume just has like I think tripled since then. Yeah, because absolutely. of streaming. Yeah, and so I think it just kind of feels like they're they're just repeating the same jokes. And I think in the initial run for Futurama, that may not have been the case. And so as a result, it's just like either the writer, the writing has to be sharper and wittier, mm-hmm. or it should not have come back. I kind of think that, yeah, that's exactly how I feel too, which is a shame, Um, but you're absolutely right. And I mean, people don't even get their news anymore from television. Like they get it from their phones, you know, so. Not even from their phones. Like some people get their news now from uh, like in social media, which you should absolutely not. Technically your phones. Um, Yeah. But that's. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Eddie, who is not here. But uh, has sent me a message from Instagram, and it is a Paramount Plus's official announcement. Blues it's all in John Salas and Scrambling. You can't hear it. I can't hear it now. Well, it is what's it called? They are. Uh, it's like the official teaser for Frasier. Oh, has re-entered the building. Oh my goodness! Oh gosh. I'm worried. After how I took Futurama, I'm worried. I am. Yes, I'm. Wor- like, I'm worried too. Yeah. But dad, I will... dad is dead. I don't think Niles is going to be in it. I don't think he is going to be in it. I don't think. I think he's already said he's not. Neither is the woman who plays Daphne, and they're in a whole different city. Yep. Yeah. But hey, hey, hey! In this show's defense, they when they made the spinoff for Frasier. Like they completely took this character, Frasier Craig, and just redid him however they wanted to to fit like this show. So I hey, maybe they'll have luck of the maybe lightning strikes again. Maybe. And stuff. I maybe. love I think BB Newworth though is confirmed to be returning. Wow. Okay. So And I will happily watch a show with BB Newworth and uh and Kelsey Grammer. Well. That's our breaking news, guys. Holding yeah, let's hold our breath on that one. Um, is there anything more you want to say about Futurama? Um, no. Yeah, I kind of feel like I gave it all the praise that I possibly could, but I was honest about the fact that this one doesn't work. So I'm sorry, Disney, but not having the best year, guys. You really aren't. So what? They gave us a Little Mermaid, and that's it. No, I feel like they've given us other the Haunted Mansion. 
Not, yeah, well, that, was, that was such a flop for them. They lost so Which much Which is a money. shame because yeah. I actually think it's just, I think it'll, I think it'll do better with streaming. I'm going to actually watch it with my girlfriend on Disney Plus when it comes out. Yeah, I think it was a, ultimately a very, very fun watch. It understood yeah. what it was trying to do and like it accomplished it. It just didn't, it just. Financially, just, they're just not, Warner Brothers yeah. is able to save themselves because of Barbie. <laughs> Oh, just because of Barbie. They've had so many flops, though. And Oppenheimer. That's not Warner Brothers. What is Oppenheimer? Universal? I think it is Universal. In fact, is it that's Christopher a whole Nolan scene. typically he, Warner it Brothers? It used to be, but wow. he's no longer. And that's why this. That's why Barbie pitted. That's why Warner Brothers pitted. That's, I think, whichever studio is, I think it is Universal, maybe Sony. Uh, whatever studio had Oppenheimer uh-huh. intentionally picked it to go up against like what they assumed would be Warner Brothers like big draw yeah to try to make a competition out of it almost like a fuck you because I think Warner Brothers left one uh this guy uh Christopher Nolan left Warner Brothers on bad terms I think it was because of Tenet because of the way it was released got it interesting like, Christopher Nolan was not down with like HBO Max and like Streaming you know what I mean yeah and it just drew bad blood so whoever is I don't know who owns uh, the rights to it. But it's not. It was not Warner Brothers, famously, because Jesus. of the bad blood now between Warner Brothers and Nolan. Wow. Okay. Good to know. That's what that song "Bad Blood" by Taylor Swift is about. I knew it. I knew it was about something. So thank you mm-hmm. for clarifying. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it for Futurama. But um, did you guys you watch it? Hmm? I was gonna ask you. Do you think there's a future for Futurama? I think there will always be a future for Futurama, but I hope that it's not one. That gets revived yet again in another five years or ten. And I hope this one just kind of goes away. So, no, yeah. I don't think there's a future for it. Um, but what did you guys think? Are you big Futurama fans? Did you watch the new Hulu series? Did we get it wrong? Did we get it right? In your opinion, you should reach out to us. And these are the ways you can. Email us, remakesrebootsrevivals at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at remakesrebootsrevivals. Hit us up on Twitter at remakespodcast. Search for us on Facebook or YouTube by searching for Remakes Reboots Revivals. And if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, please click Remakes Reboots Revivals, rate us, and if you can, give us a review letting us know your thoughts. Yes, do that. It helps us out. And if you're a new listener, once again, thank you so much. <laughs> if you found us because of Cheers Queers, hey. Hey, thank you for coming. Yeah. And make sure you come to the next event that we will have. Right. It's not, unfortunately, going to be at Hudson, by Jersey City Pride. Yes. Oh, Try yes. If might. you are in the area also this weekend for Jersey City Pride, we might be there. So stop on by and keep a lookout for us. And, uh, you know, we might be there. Just we, we don't might. Know. <laughs> yeah, we might. <laughs> keeping it, you know, keeping the mystery alive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but all right. Well, I guess that's all she wrote. Yep. So uh, we uh, look forward to having Eddie Z with us next time. We're probably going to take a break and come back with new stuff in September. Since is there's that the plan? so much going on. I think it is. We're doing, we're doing admin here on the show. But TBD. TBD. Yes. All these things that are just up in the air. The suspense. Mm-hmm. But yes, but until next time, stay Stay unoriginal. unoriginal.